da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Are you serious? It's showtime. Hello, ma'am fan. I'm going fancy for this one, mm. uh, Brian. We are here. It's we are down a man today. We're going the rare two person episode we're going without kent tonight kent uh what? yeah <laughs> yep it's uh i know you're all thinking coronavirus nope nope piranha attack <laughs> and i'd like to think we didn't think it would end this way but deep down i think mm. we all knew it would we all he knew loved he his was, pet piranhas yeah. and he loved to swim he, with them yeah and he lived his life a quarter mile at a time <laughs> Amen, brother. it's just a really terrible combination mm-hmm. um the number of times richard that we Gosh, I'm getting choked up. Yeah, uh, no, I get it. That we held interventions for him yep. um, and it, over his piranha obsession. <laughs> and honestly, if he had just had a dozen piranhas, I mean, he'd probably have a few cuts. Right. But that, they can't do that much damage. Right. They're small. They're small. Um, but he had, I think, last I was over there in his dunk yeah. tank aquarium, which yeah. was, again, kind of a cry for help that he had set up a dunk tank above mm-hmm. it. Right. And that he bought it from the set of Now You See Me yeah. as well. Yeah. That was a... And, we should have seen that coming. Yeah, we should honestly. have. A little um, bit on us. But, you know, the show must go on. And mm-hmm. his uh, his memorial, sadly, is happening right now. And we couldn't be there because we had to record yeah, this episode. Look, we told them, Tuesdays and, or Monday, <laughs> Mondays and Tuesdays, we're, we're out. Guys. Yep. We and they said, it. we'll move it to Wednesday. And we said, nope. You know, <laughs> he would want it to be on a Monday. <laughs> and <laughs> He just loved Piranha Monday. No, he um, did. God, God, he did. Um, no, Ken is on his honeymoon. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he was a great guy and this is, <laughs> um, so Ken is in Hawaii, um, as mm. I, I like to say it as a native. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look They've me. asked you to stop, but they, have, they said it's offensive. It's too good. It's offensive. And I said, well, buckle up. Wait to hear my other offensive takes. Um, <laughs> No, so it's just Brian and I. We haven't done one of these in a while, just you and I. So this should be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. and we'll honestly, see. this might be the last movie that comes out for six months. So I know. we're, <laughs> you know, <laughs> good for us, I guess. Um, so yeah, so we're all here, and and by all here, I mean you and I, and we wish Kent the most amount of fun, and he'll be back next week. Uh, but we're here to talk a little Pixar. Or Disney or Pixar Disney or whatever you want to do. But this one's under the the old umbrella of Pixar. But it felt very Disney-ish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But uh, we're here to talk a little onward. So uh, we, we're excited. We have... This will be an interesting episode because we... Historically, I am not a Pixar guy. Not that I, I think... I'm, I'm just traditionally not an animation person. So I go in mm-hmm. with that bias. And then I yeah, I don't like to feel just in general, especially when I'm being entertained. I like to keep those things separate. And so, you know, th- this is, uh, it's not my, uh, <laughs> it's not my bag, though I obviously respect um, the enormous amount of output and high bar of excellence that animation in general has had over the last 25 years and especially, and mm-hmm. really pushed forward by Pixar. Brian, on the other hand, huge Pixar guy, right? Yeah, love Pixar. This is and, probably yeah. I don't think there's any question. It's it's my favorite film studio as far as just quality right. product. You know, quality to uh, uh, the ratio. Besides the uh, view askew, mm-hmm. um, right? And right. the what's the one Rob Zombie puts out his movies on? That's <laughs> your other big one. But yeah. those three, yeah. and they're very big similar. Zombie head, mm-hmm. zombie nation. yeah, zombie nation, <laughs> zombie up. I'm more of a Power Man five thousand guy. I like the other members of the no, family. You know, look. Right. Yeah, exactly. As long as, as, long <laughs> as, long as it's in the fam. Right. Right. It's a family affair. It is. Amen. Uh, from your mouth to God's ears. Uh, so we've got... We have to be the leading podcast in Power Man 5000 jokes over the years. That's, I mean, that's You'd think be so, like but dozen, no. But... The Daily. <laughs> I'm Michael, Michael Barbaro. Big Power Man 5000 guy. Yeah. <laughs> that and Drowning Pool. It's like... <laughs> And then the bodies hit the floor. Um, (laughs) So, 
the uh, so we're here to we're here to talk about Kent. Kind of splits the difference, though. I think he's more on your side. Obviously, as as sure. technically sure. minded as he is, there's nothing more impressive than these. But I think he uh, he's he kind of so now you you don't get the middleman. You get the two extremes on this, though. <laughs> you know, I'm never a jerk about it. I don't think I I right. I, 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 I come in knowing I'm the flawed one, not the films. Mm-hmm. I I, mm-hmm. I cannot make that more clear. That being said, I hated this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so this is one of, is there just two this year? There's two this year, yeah. Which is big. That's a different, that's that's very odd. And and for, neither for being Pixar. a sequel, too. Sometimes when they right. do two, mm-hmm. one of them is, you know, a, a sequel to an existing uh, Pixar property. So, yeah, mm-hmm. no, two original, mm-hmm. which is, I'm more excited for the one soul later in the year, I think looks sure cool. But both look like, you know, and this one, obviously. Uh, crushers, they're gonna they're gonna do just fine. So, uh, yeah. So here, so here we are. So here we are talking about Onward. And uh, Brian, were you hyped for this? It's got it's got a big movie star cast, which Pixar doesn't mm-hmm. always do. So I mean, sometimes they'll have Tom Hanks, but mm-hmm. sometimes they'll lead a movie with like Amy Poehler or something. You know, sure. This one they they came out hard with with Chris Pratt and and uh, t- what's Tom Holland? I always want to say Tom mm-hmm. Hiddleston. I can't. I'll never keep that straight. <laughs> It was a Tom. It was a Tom and Tom H. A British Tom. Not yeah. Tom Hardy. Because <laughs> you, you could understand, understand him. Yes. <laughs> he should do Pixar. That would be a great bit. <laughs> like, oh, no, Barky, we better get out of the yard. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> my kid's just very confused. Like, What's going on with this guy? Yeah. Like Garbledy. Not only am I, I scared, I don't know the plot. <laughs> and these things are very story driven. <laughs> <laughs> we must get the pinball to the end like really like really kitty heavy so <laughs> so here we are with onward so were you you had this in the movie draft right i did yeah, yeah tough, so tough break for me yeah freaking coronavirus thanks a lot yeah that's that's a tough l you did you have no time to die too or is that Kent? i didn't or is that me i don't i think <laughs> Well, I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't put that up on the website yet. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't have no time to die. So Good. there's that. I did have my spy though. So hosed again. <laughs> just kidding. I, no one had my spy. But this year's weird. <laughs> it's it just is. gonna be a weird year. Yeah, it is. It's, it's an asterisk year. It's like a I didn't strike even pull year. Up the, yeah, it, it's exactly right. I didn't even pull up box office stuff to. Look, I mean, I, I saw how much it made. Yeah. But it's almost not even worth looking at because it's like this is not gonna be. At least the next few months, I think it's pretty clear we're not going to be able to draw anything mm-hmm. from the box office data. It's it, and the, the you know, thing that might is, be in your favor, and this is to be optimistic, is so many movies, you know, at least ten poles are pulling out. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. if this thing does clear up a bit, and and gosh, we all hope it does, uh, with with people getting sick and dying and stuff. Uh, if it does, then this will be the only big movie in theaters and maybe it'll have some legs because people mm, get yeah, bored and want to go to the movies and then this is the only thing. For so sure. for sure. Just yeah. trying to trying to help you out there. But were you I know you had this in the movie draft. Were you super mm. hyped for the, I know you were hyped for all things Pixar, but what yeah. was your hype level coming in? I was very excited about it. My son is really into this. So he was he was pumped to go. That always helps with this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was gonna be a lot of fun. I did say I can't remember if I said it on our actual movie draft or the VIP movie draft little solo uh-huh. episode that I did talking about the, the picks that were made um, that I kind of expected that soul was going to be the better movie because, but that onward kind of had like the, you said it exactly right off the top, like the, the more Disney feel to it mm-hmm. versus a, a real strong Pixar feel. So I would I'm I'm more hyped for Soul than I was for Onward just in terms of film quality. Sure. I fully expect Soul to be like a top 10 movie of the year mm-hmm. and um if it's anything if it's anything like Inside Out, you know, which is what it it seems like it's kind of playing on um then I I fully expect that will be a huge huge hit for us. But I thought Onward would be the more successful film. I thought kids would love Onward. Sure. And the adults would love Soul, and that's kind of where I where I fell. Onward kind of has the feel of like super high quality, the best of the best Disney yeah. movies of the last few years. The the Frozen, Wreck It Ralph, uh, for sure, Tangled, Moana type thing more so than the best of Pixar, I guess. Coming in that that's how I, that's what I expected coming in, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you know, I didn't know anything about this until a couple weeks ago. I just knew it was kind of a silly, you know, not silly, but mythical creature mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. 
and then it was like, oh no, it was uh, it was the director, the writer director's dad died, and this is like a parable <laughs> about he and his brother. And I was like, oh my god, oh, this is yeah. Be <laughs> yeah, really rough. Like, Instantly <laughs> went for you, I'm sure, from a movie that's like. It's not, it's fine. It's harmless. It's, yeah. it's harmless fun to, oh, I'm going to dread this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I only knew that in the last week or so. So I dreaded going in. I'm kind of with, that's funny that you had that experience. I had very similar, and I don't know, because I mean, we watch every dumb trailer sure. and everything they put out. And I guess up until, I think when we went to see Sonic, I think that's when mm, I saw the yeah, trailer so for the first time, for like the, the full trailer, not the teaser trailer, I guess. And I had the exact same reaction. I was like, I did not know really what this movie was about and i'm going to cry a lot uh-huh. like this yeah. is going to break me in half yeah and it did i found it really moving mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. um but i didn't find it to be like emotional terrorism um at all um no yeah it's sure. it's done with enough i don't know i i actually found it i liked it quite a bit i i i i found it to be a little more you know, nuanced in the way it dealt with kind of heavy things and some other Pixar things, which are, they're never, sure. you know, this is us level, but they're, you mm-hmm. know, saccharine mm-hmm. or modeling a bit, uh, for sure. So also this, uh, supporting cast is awesome. Um, JLD, Octavia Spencer, um, just every, just Wilmer Valderrama, mm-hmm. you know, the goat. I'm kidding. <laughs> what if I was just a huge, <laughs> Uh, Tracy Ullman, who I can't believe hasn't been yeah. in 40 Pixar films. Sure. Yeah, um, Mel Rodriguez getting yeah. a, a real moment in the spotlight. Yeah. He's really solid. In yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, love a good centaur character, too. Always reminds me of the... <laughs> everyone talks about the um, the Chris Walken cowbell sketch, but my favorite is the centaur job interview. Have you ever seen oh, that one? Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Wow, I hadn't thought about that in yeah. forever. Yeah, Goes to the whole thing is like, sorry, we don't hire dirty <laughs> centaurs. Um, <laughs> yep, okay. <laughs> that and the um, the other great underrated walk-in. Sorry, tangent, but that's what the show is. Uh, mm-hmm. Is have you ever seen the census sketch with him, he and Tim Meadows? Where Tim Meadows? Oh, so. I'll send it to you. It's uh, really incredible. It's like a total like five to one sketch. Like Forte de- definitely would have been in it fifteen years later, uh-huh. but it's uh, <laughs> it's stellar. I'll I'll send it to you later. So. All of you look that up. It's a it's a classic. So let's get into uh, the the plot of this and and where this goes. So this is unbelievable. I found this very complicated in terms of like the, I mean they did a good job explaining it. There's just a lot going on for a quote quote a kids movie and a kids movie we thought would at least I thought would lean a little more towards the kids part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things like time jump and thing you have to remember and. Um, you know, kind of a, a world building in terms of the, you know, what the creatures are and who's what and what their powers are and everything. I, I mean, not to say it was convoluted in any way. It's just a lot. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. they make movies like this when I was a kid. I, I was, would have been too stupid for this till I was like 17. I don't know. How, Coop, Coop <laughs> kept up. He's been primed on things like this. He was able to follow it. Yeah. He loves Game of Thrones. Um... True. That the is true. And the, and the yeah, but dude, he he likes it for the wrong reasons. I've been meaning to tell you. He <laughs> he he's made some comments to me and kind of like yeah, elbows past me. In, season three. Yeah, yeah, I got you. He got a lot of elbows to the side. It's weird. He's like, oh, I'm an only child. Wish I had a sister. Like stuff like that. <laughs> hey yo, yeah, it's weird when he says hey yo. I'm like, dude, you're six. You gotta stop. Can't say hey yo. That's us. Uh, yeah, no. Like, what he, up? Uh, <laughs> You should trade him to just he, say that stuff apropos enough. They can creep everyone out. Gosh, that'd be great. Uh, I'm going to teach him to say hey next so next time you come over, nice. he'll just weird you out <laughs> with it. Um, yeah, he was into it. I don't, I don't know if he follows everything. That's the that's the key with Pixar. That's what Pixar does so yeah. well compared to everything else in the whole world, uh, animated movies or mm-hmm. not, is they, they're not really... You can choose to watch this from a... a an intelligentsia mm-hmm. level if you want to, or you can choose to not, or yeah. you can be a kid and not know that that's a thing that you, you know, that you're missing. Um, and you can just still or love just like the movie look at the for, animation sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Like Coco was like a fun that. movie. It's, you know, the, the, the animation looks incredible and the voice talent is really fun and it's, it's just, a, it's a good time and you're never going to know that you're missing something else. And then someday you're going to be 22 years yeah. old, you know, and, 
watching this again and just mm, be struck by like, holy yeah. cow, that was so much deeper than I really realized it was. Yeah. And that's what Pixar does so well. They just, yeah. they're telling very mature adult stories, but they always do it um, in a way that is simplistic enough mm. or has simplistic enough uh, areas that you don't know that you're missing out on anything and you don't feel stupid about that. You know, whether, again, whether you're, you're my kid, you're six years old or you're, no, I don't totally. know. We we watch movies. Every, there's there's movies every year that just feels like, well, this movie is is. I'm not smart enough to understand this movie, mm. and this movie is very serious about making sure that I understand that I'm stupid. You know yeah. what I mean? And 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 Pixar, obviously, they need to get that right because they're for kids, but they do such a such a perfect job of of telling those kinds of stories without um without making you feel like you're missing anything if you're not. Absolutely. No, and we all have that experience to an extent. I mean, I know when I watched Three Ninjas as a kid, I thought it was just a karate film and then watched it as an adult and I realized it was Moby Dick. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, these kids have it too, I guess. Yeah, it's so funny, like how simplistic the movies (laughs) we had at that age. Like, it's like they, you watch them as an adult and their story barely creeps along. And then you watch Pixar as an adult and you realize, like, just mm-hmm. masters of story um, mm-hmm. and, and piecing the real puzzle together and then adding the fun on top of that instead of mm-hmm. trying to do it the other way around, which has been said a million times, but but certainly works here. Uh, this this uh, director, uh, Don, Dan Scan- Scanlon, uh, so he's the Monsters University guy, right? Isn't that the only mm-hmm. other one he's done? I didn't like that one much. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember if you did. I thought that was pretty low on the Pixar level. Mm-hmm. So it was Same impressive. I, I thought this was a nice bounce back by him. I went on. Uh, I don't think I ever posted this to the the Patreon. And I, now it doesn't matter. But wow, I, when dude. I was on Talksport uh, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. talking about Onward, that's what I said. I said like. Um, you know, just kind of playing into the whole, I think this is going to be Disney, not Pixar, mm. if you want to see a difference between those things. That's one of the things I said. I was like, Dan Scanlon is, I don't want to say he's he's B-team Pixar, but sure. it's, I don't know that you're handing off your, your highest priority Pixar movie to Dan Scanlon coming off of Monsters University. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I think that's fair. I don't think, I don't mean that as a knock on him. I think, I think Monsters University is is fine um uh, you know a, a, a b plus a minus kind of movie and that's that's great that's better than most sure. um animated films and such so it's all good but I, I i don't think dan scanlon was in line to direct toy story 4 no. or incredibles 2 or inside or one of these like high profile ones that they've done and and that's probably changed after this i think he did a really great job with this and um, you know, it's a very, obviously you, you mentioned it's a super personal story and, um, sometimes that goes great yeah. and sometimes that goes horribly. And, and I was very impressed with the way that he, uh, put this one together and, and made that sort of like super heavy theme, um, come across in a, uh, a, a non, this is us way. And in the midst of just a lot of fun and a lot of, uh, silliness and, crazy animation and look at me and you know that kind of stuff it's 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 really well done on that front for for sure no absolutely i thought this was a really realized uh vision which had to be very therapeutic and very you know important for for him so let's talk about i mean this is really this has a great supporting cast as we mentioned but it's it's really a a a co-lead uh performance by by chris pratt and tom holland and and voice performance is a hard thing to, to judge gosh yeah um, it's, it's, you know, obviously thought of as less than, and than like a traditional acting role. And maybe it is, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say it's even harder or something like that. I, I don't know, but it is an art form and some people are kind of built for it and some are not. Um, the best being obviously Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> and, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but these two, uh, Pratt, Man, he's like built. He's so emotive with his voice, and you don't realize it because he's so emotive with his body and things too. And then, like action movie Pratt, sometimes, especially in Jurassic World, can be kind of like he's he he's kind of wasted, brooding. Where you're like, all right, just mm-hmm. get Jai Courtney at this point. Like, what? Why even have the Pratt? <laughs> especially in the yeah, last sure. one. Uh, but it's fun to be watch him be kind of 
silly and Andy Dwyer-y again. And I just really liked him in this uh, world. I, I, I just, you know, it's a very, and this was brought up on the Discord, and, and pardon me, I didn't mention whom, but but it's kind of a Jack Black-esque kind of like, hey, I'm in a kid's movie and I know how to do, I know how to get into this gear, but I also know how to make mm-hmm. this grounded and real when I need to as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Some I think it was Gary Elliott posted that in the in our yeah. uh, Discord, okay. and I was like, that's a great point. Like, I love Chris Pratt. I'm a huge Chris Pratt guy, and I was thrilled to have him here. Jack Black probably would have been better in this. Um, Jack Black is the but, Daniel Day Lewis of children's film. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I but, mean that as Pratt a compliment. Really channeled, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but Chat Pratt really channeled yeah. his his inner uh, Jack Black in this. I mean, it, it is he, and he has that same energy too. By the way, for what it's worth, like as somebody who when that was posed, I was like, Oh yeah, that actually would make a lot of sense for, for Jack Black. instead." like Pratt has that. If, and if you, that ability to, to go into that. And if you, if you question that, then go watch parks and just see him be Andy Dwyer. Yeah. Like he's Johnny Karate. He's, yeah. Johnny Karate is, is built to be in, in, uh, animated or not any, uh, <laughs> any, uh, kids movie, uh, ever. He just, he has that same kind of fun, big kid type energy. He just is capable of, of going and doing other things as well. Uh, but yeah, I thought he was great. I thought he was great in this. And it also, I thought he kind of took pressure off of Tom mm. Holland uh, on screen, the characters on screen. Cause it was that um, it let, uh, it let, let, let Tom Holland's character, the, the little brother. And I'm sorry, I forgot names. I got to pull up the, the IMDb as I'm talking. Uh, sorry, Barley and Ian. Mm-hmm. It let Ian's character develop because you kind of know Barley's character right off the yeah. bat. Like that's a very familiar character. And so is Ian, but there's a little more depth to, we're going to find out that there's a little more depth to Ian and seeing that giving the, the, the movie time to kind of bring that out. Um, that's a, that's great. It's because it's animated, especially you have to say that's great writing. It's great uh, animation and stuff, but it's a great performance by Pratt too, to kind of take that on and be, be the not necessarily the lead but to have all the pressure of the movie kind of on him for the first 45 or 50 minutes and then mm-hmm. you know uh Holland and and his character Ian can kind of kind of take over from there. Yeah, that's an interesting point and and I I'm glad you kind of accidentally or maybe purposefully segued us cuz you're a pro's pro Brian and that's what I love about <laughs> you is uh this movie has a real shift in it. Um mm. maybe even a couple real tonal shifts uh, th- throughout and, and, and not in, in a negative way, but like you said, it goes from this kind of fun loving Pratt forward movie to this more emotional in some parts kind of as gut wrenching as a kid's movie can be not afraid to kind of go there, uh, film. And so I, I, to pull that off, to pull off those kind of hard left turns, you know, and drift like, uh, the dummy Eli Manning guy in Tokyo drift across and, and get it done is, <laughs> It's very tough to pull off. And if you're going to go that high with your kind of silly quotient or your comedy quotient to then try to reground it to, to hammer the emotional points home is a really difficult trick. And I thought this movie really landed the pulled off the landing. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. That's a, it it worked really well on that front. It's great writing, Mm -hmm. um, to put this whole thing together. Yeah. Really, really solid. Like inside out did that too, but it had a, the construct of inside out kind of set that up, right? Where you have this kind of Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hilarious turmoil inside the brain. And then the outside is kind of where the serious stuff could happen. Right. And so you have Mm -hmm. that natural divide. Whereas this, that divide is actually like within the story, which is a little bit different. And in my opinion, kind of, I mean, inside out's a brilliant construct. So they did a great job setting it up from the beginning. But if, you know, given with what you're given, this is just some really strong writing. And there's several people on this screenplay, which is, for such a personal project, they really did a great job making it cohesive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, for sure. I mean, classic Pixar. I mean, they build these films like tech companies build products. I mean, it's it's a lot of voices in the room, but everyone has a defined role, and it's really tasked out. And people are free to be creative, but also serve the story first and serve the filmmaker mm. in charge. And I just, it's you know, you know. <laughs> Believe it or not, they know what they're doing over there. It's a decent... <laughs> yeah, it turns out they're pretty good at this yeah. thing. Yeah. 25 years on. Um, <laughs> I'm, gonna, like, I'm bullish now. They mastered it. I don't know. I'm bullish <laughs> yeah. now. I haven't checked the stock market, but I think I'm going to pull my money out <laughs> because I've got to be doing well. And I'm going to um, invest in Pixar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, maybe don't check until we finish recording. I don't want to sure? hear that on the, the air. Yeah. So unlike, unlike a lot of, um, you know, uh, Pixar films are just animated films in general. You know, there's not, I mean, there's like antagonistic characters, but there's not a overt antagonist in this really for a long time. You know, that's, it's mm-hmm. mostly them overcoming natural things. I th- I was like the note I took as I walked out I was like, that was a really interesting uh, construct because, you know, and again, like I would not be smart enough to know, you know, I'm, I need like my bad guy right at the beginning when I'm a, mm-hmm. when I'm a mm-hmm. nine year old kid, but I got, you know, this, this pulled it off really well. And there's still tons of drama and tons of, it's a real journey film and all of that. Yes. But yeah. Um, you know, you don't have your, your heavy, which, which I mm-hmm. thought was really kind of cool. Cause I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure on some level kids get tired of that. Well, yeah, I, I'm sure they do too. And it was, I'm sure it wasn't the expectation. It certainly wasn't the expectation for me. Um, I went to see, we went to see this today. It's spring break here. Um, and we spring went, break. We woo. Went, woo. Um, we're headed to, I'm taking Coop down to uh, pa- South Padre as soon as we finish recording here. Um, hey, but um, like, honestly, coronavirus, worst, least of your worries there. <laughs> so just be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Whole lot of different bugs in uh, <laughs> yeah. South Padre. Um, the, yeah, so we went to see this with, with, uh, one of his best friends and that, and little family. And I was sitting next to, um, one of the kids who's like three and he, he like, there was three times that he asked he, uh, out loud to the theater, you know, mm-hmm. just was wanting, uh, somebody to chime in and tell him, he goes, is that the bad guy? Just, he says this three times mm-hmm. so when the man of court comes on screen yeah. and there's a couple other times. And so. Um, but yeah, and I thought that, but when we left, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, it's a, that is a very, that's a very tricky maneuver to pull off an animated movie in which the antagonist is the quest mm-hmm. and the journey, not, uh, I mean, the dragon kind of serves yep, that point. Exactly. If you're, if you're, that's the only real one, one, but I mean, that's barely, yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. But that's a, that's a, that's sort of. Uh, the villain in 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 name only, or or maybe to give the you know my three year old little buddy um, something to take away is the yeah. villain you know because and and maybe older kids get uh, recognize like oh it's you know it's more about yeah I thought that was a that was a very bold move to pull that off and there's I'm sure there's other examples of that but that was something that um, popped out as like wow that's a really Inside Out's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Like the antagonist is the good guy, I guess. Is is Joy is is sort of the the antagonist of that movie, you know, in a way, or I guess sort of the parents. But it, it's kind of the same thing. It's like more of the the journey to get there. That's that's the antagonist as much as anything else. But not. I don't think it even is as uh, blatant mm-hmm. in its lack of a villain as as this movie. And I love that. I think that's a really cool thing to do, even if. My son, who again is seven, even if he doesn't pick up on that, and I'm sure he doesn't. It's not like he's walking out of the theater, you know, putting on his his cardigan and and jotting down uh, notes for his his essay or anything like that. But like, even if you don't recognize it, it's really cool to expose kids to that and show them that there are different ways to make a movie or different ways to tell a story and and there are different motives and all this sort of stuff and then it's not all just uh there you know iron man suits at the end you know it's it, that there's different I was waiting on that. different ways just to fit, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah, there's different kinds of ways to it, it's a good thing to kind of implant that in their minds um what young, a novel maybe that's what a novel yeah concept. totally different types of thematic <laughs> structure right Weird. So weird. weird. Um, I don't care for it. Yeah, but I love that. I thought it was a yeah. really cool stroke of of uh, of of writing there to make that because also it keeps it, it keeps the movie from being cluttered, um, and I love that mm-hmm. as well. It's I don't know how long the runtime was, but I if anything it moves too fast. I mean, I yeah. could have I could have handled 10, 10 yeah. 15 more minutes. It's in, a one oh three, so barely over a minute a uh, yeah, sure. hour and a half. Yeah, and, it could for sure gone longer. And these have long you know, credits because of all the animation. Yeah. So it's probably mm-hmm. like actually like 95 minutes. Sure. Um, sure. yeah, no, I agree. It, it, it totally. And, and love that about, that was probably the thing I loved most about it was just, it's kind of different structure. Um, because I, until recently really expected this to be a very good, but very formulaic kind of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, Pixar kids movie, which, you know, their version of kind of like, let's just, this is good. Let's get some money. And it, 
unfortunately did not get them a lot of money because of coronavirus, but also is a very well done, unique uh, story. But mm-hmm. we got you got to tell a quick story here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prompt you. But before we get to that bright guy, let's hear from our sponsors. What's going on, man fam? It's your boy, Richard. I'm here to tell you about Mac Weldon today. If you know anything about me, I like to dress nice when I'm at work, but I like to get my loungewear on when I'm home. I like my basics. I'm very simple. I like to be comfortable, but I like a nice basic look. And Mac Weldon is the brand for me. I've got some great sweatpants. I've got, just as crucial here in Texas, great sweat shorts and a bunch of other Mac Weldon items. And let me tell you, they are premium and they are about as good as it gets in the loungewear basics department. But you need to get some as well. I demand it of you. Head over to MacWeldon.com, promo code MAD, and with your first order, you can set up your Weldon Blue, easy for me to say, Weldon Blue loyalty program, so you can start getting those points. Life is all about accumulating those points. Uh, But it's just, it's the best. It's the best stuff for for casual. I always look at it this way. I want to be comfortable, but, you know, if the neighbor rings the doorbell and asks me to come over for, you know, a, a nice beverage, or if I need to run to the grocery store, I can do it. I'm not, uh, I'm not, you know, in my robe and my holy old sweatpants. This is really nice looking stuff that you're not embarrassed to go out, out in, even though it's comfortable loungewear for the house. So once again, go to MacWeldon.com, enter the promo code MAD for 20% off your first order. Check it out. We've got to tell the Brandy Carlisle story. So this song is wonderful. We, we're both big Brandy Carlisle fans. Mm-hmm. So big that you and um, and my wife and I went to, we had a try date to see Brandy <laughs> last year, and then and then your wife bailed on us. She did. She quickly. was. She yeah. had. What was it? she couldn't see or she couldn't hear? There was some issue. Uh, yeah, there was a. Or she hated us. One of those three <laughs> things. No, she, I think it might have been that there that there was a a rather tall gal yeah. in front of us who was also uh, yes. A little bit uh, extremely drunk and a little bit obnoxious. Yes. So my wife said I just kind of kept bumping into Sarah. That's right. And Sarah was like, I and my wife is not high maintenance at all, but she was like, you know what? I actually really want to see this show, so I'm going to go somewhere else. (laughs) I respected it. And it was packed, so we couldn't all three go somewhere else. So she went and like stood in the back on like a sofa and had a great time. Mm -hmm. And then we met up afterwards and had a great night. But so Brian and I ended up just broing out at this Brandy Carlisle concert. <laughs> and you got to oh, we might have told this on the show before, but it's it's apropos here. So this was just just perfect olds. So Yeah, I, yeah, I, it was I, incredible. I there, yeah, there was a couple in front of us um who were a little bit I don't know how old, probably mid fifties. Yeah, I guess, not old old, like but yeah, yeah. Concert older olds. than us and certainly older than the 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 major sure. demographic in, in and it's not uh, like it's an Ariana Grande concert where everyone's nineteen. Like everyone right. was probably twenty five yeah. to thirty eight on the whole. Right. Yeah, I was probably on the upper end. Mm-hmm. Of Me too. The, the age well, maybe demographic there. Uh, and then they were in front of us, and um, Brandy plays. I think it was the story, wasn't it? Was it? Or the was story. it? Okay. It was the story. Yeah. And great song. Uh, great song. I mean, all all of her songs are great. But, yeah. Uh, great we, song. The the we have a pet peeve. Sorry to cut in. <laughs> Filming yeah. at concerts is the dumbest thing ever because drives me nuts. You're yeah. not gonna ever watch it, and if you ever show it to anyone, they won't enjoy it. It's like filming yeah. fireworks. It's exactly right. Yes. If you're yes. listening to the show, no one don't wants do to it. See your firework pictures unless you have a nine hundred dollar when you camera. When That's, you get to the concert, it's cool. Take a picture when it launches. Uh-huh. When the and prove to everyone you were there. Totally mm-hmm. get yeah. that. That's sure. a totally normal human <laughs> thing to do. And then go ahead and put yeah. that phone up, yeah. and you're good. Go ahead yeah. now. Continue. I totally agree. I think I think everyone should get. Uh, you got a two picture max yeah. when you walk into the venue uh, for for uh, of the of the concert. But anyway, so she's got her phone up, and um, I would guess. <laughs> would you agree with me that the husband had zero interest in this concert? Could not have wanted to be there okay. more. Yeah, less. I mean, yeah. he was not, <laughs> yeah. and she knew two songs. Yeah, she wasn't totally. like she yes. knew the story, which and maybe is the joke. fine. Yes. We are not. I'm not judging anyone oh, for going to see. Yeah, like that's but, that's great. But but she had clearly been standing there waiting for this song. Yes, this point. was her moment. That's the point. Is that like she's been waiting for this all evening? She plays the story. She puts up her phone, kind of in our way. But you're just like, okay, whatever. It's fine. Whatever. And then I noticed that she's not recording, but I don't, I, there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> well, and there so, is, but you're not going to. <laughs> well, I mean, not, not without like violating other social, it's like, you know, you have to like weigh the social contracts in yeah. your head of like, 
Um, it's a Larry David I, moment for sure. Yeah, I re- I guess I could have just reached over because she was rather short. I could have reached over and just hit record, but she uh, she puts the phone up and she holds it up for the entire four minutes and thirty three <laughs> seconds or whatever the song is, and she's just like turning to the husband and she like she's super saying, vibing with it, and he's just like mm-hmm, she yep, keeps going. Yeah, it's the story. It's, it's the, the story. story. She keeps saying <laughs> the title of the song. That was a great part. <laughs> And then uh, it ends, and she she hits record, and about three seconds later, she goes, "Oh, oh no!" <laughs> and she watched her favorite song through a four inch screen phone. Yeah. for no reason. <laughs> I hope she learned her lesson. Yeah. So anyway, it was pretty great. Carried me with you, the Brandy Carlisle jam mm-hmm. on this, uh, written by those weird twins. That she, <laughs> she yep. uh-huh. Michael, yep. look at them! Aren't they magnificent? <laughs> Um. Uh, so great, great Pixar song. Go ahead and let her do. The, yeah, all the songs, all yeah, the songs for these. Uh, either her, because you know Newman, that's going to be, or her singing for, Randy Newman would be cool. Yeah, totally, totally. You know that's going to be up for an Oscar next year. And typically, I would gripe about that and say, you know, it's not fair to put a song in in the the credits of a movie and declare that to be, uh, you know, a best song, but I'll make an exception for Brandy, just like yeah. we did last year for Elton. It's fine. Like yeah. we can, <laughs> we can make exceptions for the greats. It's, it's okay. Well, I don't know. I, Elton's got to prove a little more to me. I'm not willing to call him great yet. <laughs> I need maybe two EGOTs and then, then we, yeah, can if he goes the second time talk. through on the EGOT, I'll respect him. Uh, so this is great. But anyway, I brought that up also. The score was really good outside of the mm-hmm. soundtrack, outside of that yes. song. V- um, great blend of, yeah. of fantasy element. Like it mm-hmm. had that kind of feel that like Lord of the Rings vibe oh, to sure. it. In addition to it, this is a movie that's made for kids. So it's got to be kind of lively and fun and, and help tell the story because kids don't really understand themes and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, great score. But it really wasn't too... I, I'm not one of these people that actually makes this criticism because I think they're both great, but it wasn't too Spielberg-y, John Williams-y where it's on the nose too. It was mm-hmm. it was a good, it was a good, uh, and I say that with utmost respect for both of those people. So, okay, on the whole, we 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 dug this. Was there anything any uh, criticism? It's so hard. I mean, gosh, it's so hard to review these. Oh uh, yeah. The, yeah, but anything critical on your on your docket on this that you wish they had done better. I thought maybe, you know, I mentioned the the runtime and I'm I'm I get it. I'm always happy uh when a movie leans a little too close to the short versus, you know, too short versus too long on on this like that's that's I prefer that cuz we see way too many movies that are way longer than they need to be. Um just from a development standpoint, I thought the movie did a fantastic job of character development. And some of the story development was really great. I maybe could have used a little bit more on him learning to use the magic and the spells and stuff because it does feel a little cheap. Not the end by the by the end by the time you get to the end, and we're fully in spoilers territory at this point. But by the time you get to the end and he casts the big magic spell, sure. you know that's coming and you're expecting it, and it's you know it's well earned and all that sort of stuff. But there were a couple of moments along the way where you kind of felt like um, we we really went from zero to sixty on his ability to to cast a spell, and I don't know if a montage would have helped or not, but so, maybe a little bit more mm-hmm. on maybe five minutes more on like him developing that ability and learning how to cast a spell, so that the payoff is bigger um, on some of those you know the the going along the way spells that he cast. Like you feel that the euphoria that I think you're supposed to feel that I didn't quite get, um, you know, until closer to the end on, on, on the spell front. But, you know, but again, that five minutes that it's lacking is, I pre I'd much rather go that route than have it be 20 minutes too long, which is like 90% of movies we see these days, I think. But what about you? What do you have any, you have, I mean, that's a really good point. You're right. Like it's hard to do these. Yeah. The animated films, we end up, more often than not, just being like, that was great or that was not great, but I don't know really what else to say because, you know, it's yeah. for kids and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, these are to be taken a little more seriously sure, than sure, sure, other sure. ones. I'm yeah. not, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, abstaining that way because they, they make kind of bold choices with that. I think that what you said is, I, I don't want to just piggyback on it, but I, I think that's really smart. I had not thought of that, but I think that's a really fair criticism. Man, it's hard for me, you know me, hard for me to criticize any movie that's, uh, 95 minutes or so. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> time is of the essence. You know, 
honestly, um, one thing, and this is not, I mean, you're selling tickets and maybe that's the move, but like, you know, Tom Holland, I feel like could have been a hundred different actors. So it's like, yeah, why pay for true. Tom that's Holland? Fair. But you pay for Tom Holland sure. because, you know, people like Tom Holland and mm-hmm. no, he that's goes and does it. But, but other than that, not that he was bad at all. I just thought, you know, mm-hmm. that could have been anybody, but he that's was something that. Yeah, that Pixar has always, I think, done well compared to um, DreamWorks or any of the other big animation houses is they they don't really, I don't know how to phrase that. They're not relying on, on the star power of the voices. Mm. They're making, you know, yeah. we're going to make a good movie. Yeah. We're going to try to craft these uh, characters to fit. Mm. The actor, yeah, the tone um, of their voice is yeah, is more important it, than their star ex- power. Exactly. Sure. Whereas you know, like I always think of like, uh, gosh, I think it's Shark Tale, yeah. the Will Smith Scorsese yeah. one, where it's just like, I mean, yeah, Will Smith did, was. I mean, there's no there's no character being crafted to Will Smith there. It's just it's all like, hey, we got all these voices, and you're like, oh yeah, but this movie kind of sucks. Like DreamWorks, like, that, that was DreamWorks, right? Or was it yeah, Sony? Anime? Yeah, that was a that was their move for a while. So, yeah. their thing. Was it like, totally was, yeah, because yeah. it worked with like Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy was awesome. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah. that's those characters are really good, and that writing, right. yeah, right. <laughs> Pixar is always, on the other hand, um, been a little like Tom Hanks. Obviously, is a huge, huge yeah. movie star, but they don't—they're not going out to try to grab the biggest movie stars and stick them into a Pixar movie. They're trying no. to uh, craft a Pixar movie and and get good voice talent to be there. So I like I, this one has a little more star mm. power with Pratt and Holland and and JLD a little bit on a lesser extent, just because it's yeah. you know it's us, it's Seinfeld Veep people, not um, yeah. Avengers kids or whatever. But I think Tom um, Holland is a bit like in, I I think and, and hope that he'll have a longer moment in the star, but like Tim Allen was a really big star when they did that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with that show. And so I think maybe sure. since, since that it's its biggest, their biggest kind of quote unquote stunt casting, yeah. but Tim Allen's great. I mean, he's perfect as Buzz, yeah. Buzz Lightyear, you know, for sure. Yeah. You, there's something <clears> you, you could get, <laughs> you could get a lot of, uh, young actors to fill that yeah. that role, and it would have been it would have been so fun. It's a little stunt, Cassie, but it's not that he was bad at all. It's just kind of sure. it felt. Here's my here's a better way to put it. It felt very Disney uh, synergistic, like mm-hmm. yeah, where, for sure. where Pixar for doesn't sure. always feel that way, and and mm-hmm. it worked. So I'm not really complaining, yeah. but it's you know I have to come up with something. I'm on the spot right. here, and it's I'm going to complain about that for sure. Yeah. For sure. yeah. How right. did you feel about the emotional? Pull in the last oh, know, 10 man. minutes, 15 minutes. I hated every second of it. I could not have <laughs> hated it more. <laughs> and, uh, but you know what? I, I have to say, unlike Toy Story, which is for me relentless for, you know, 90 minutes on that, I, I am, mm. my heart is breaking and I am on the verge of tears for 90 minutes. I, you mm-hmm. know, if you're just going to tug on my heartstrings for the last little bit, I can, I can afford to feel for a few minutes. Sure. Oh, God. Sure. So anyway, not that I don't love Toy I think Toy Stories are all masterpieces. I, I grant you that. But I, I, I found this to be a more enjoyable theater experience because my I didn't have a lump in my throat for an hour and mm-hmm. a half. I had a lump in my I, throat for eight minutes. I'm kind of with you. I was it was uh that was a nice <laughs> respite, I guess. Yeah. For me. As, as somebody who I mean I cry as a, as a joke. My son makes fun of me for like, oh dad's crying because I just I just cry in yeah. like a lot of movies. And um so and it's, just in it life. was nice. Yeah, at just what, in life. What a burger. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you I have I had you can't do the breakfast burger. There have <laughs> there have been <laughs> certain late night Whataburger runs that have been worth a cry. <laughs> They're that good. For sure. For sure. Like when you uh, see who, who, great art. Right. Yeah, and it just makes the fries saltier. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um but like <laughs> but no, like I was I was appreciative of the fact that this was I'm fine either way, but it was nice that this was one that was like the 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 time to cry was sort of relegated to two or three moments in the movie, yep. not uh, Toy Story three, which was like always lurking to me, you yeah. know, just like to bust it's out like, with the that thing's like a quiet got place. you again, yeah, it's like a, it's gonna <laughs> yes. hop down at any minute, man. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, and so I I thought that was great, but, dude. But I'm a huge sucker for. Anything that's like 
uh, parent child yeah, yeah. or or absentee parent or surrogate parent and mentor that kind of thing like that's a huge huge trigger for me and so like I knew that that was going to be part of this like I got super emotional with the whole thing of uh, you know him leaving a, a note for his for his kids and all this sort of stuff um, and th- but I was not quite prepared for the quest to take the turn that it does in that last 10, 15 minutes when, uh, when Ian realizes that, that his brother has basically been his dad the whole time and, and the build up through that to, to, uh, to Barley getting to see the dad and say goodbye to him and all that stuff. I was just like a total wreck. I was very glad that my son was like not sitting next to me, you know, not that I'm like, don't see me cry or anything like that, but I was just like weeping openly and it would have been probably embarrassing for him. Um, since I'm, uh, I'm just used to it at this point. But yeah, I thought that I thought that was just so so well done. And and to your point, it was kind of nice that it was segmented mm. as like now it's time to cry, not yeah. the whole movie is time to cry. It was kind of nice. No time to cry is going to be my Bond film <laughs> coming in the next two to seven <laughs> years. All right, shall we grade this bad boy out? Yeah, let's do it. All righty, I'm going to give it a solid. Actually, you know what? Oh. I'm going to give this a solid A. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give it a solid A. What about you? I think that's super fair. It's, I don't, it's not that I grade on a curve, but I, I I always have trouble grading at the beginning of the year because it's like, I kind of, I, I try to forget every movie that I've seen previously in terms of the grading standpoint. Like I forget every movie from last year and every year before and just had, try to make, make every year its own thing. And so sometimes it's like early in the year I give something an A and then later after I watch 50 more movies I'm like, well, these were all way better and maybe they maybe that movie was more mm-hmm. of a, an A minus or a B plus or something. This is a tough one cuz it's like part of me want it it's definitely for me it's definitely an A but it it lingers on that A plus yeah. territory. Totally fair. I just I, I thought it was so well done and very much took me by surprise because again, I think we're both on the same page. I, I think yeah. we're both we both are anticipating soul much more. Yeah. Soul's going to suck this now. One. Gonna yeah. Suck. Probably just to karmically balance it out. Yeah. But uh, God forbid I'll I go with an A right plus. I may bounce that down, uh, yeah. you know, a half notch and make it an A when, when end of the year time comes. But it was, it really, it really struck me, I think in all, in all the right ways. And it was, it's a lot of fun uh, on top of that. So yeah. I'm, I was, I'm very impressed with it. Pixar has such a great formula. And then the fact that they would succeed outside of that formula is really special because oh, they don't sure. have to do that. For sure. So, yeah. All righty. Well, that wraps up our thoughts on Onward. We will see you later in the year for Soul, as aforementioned. And uh, we're, we're excited for that one. And, and Pixar, we always say animated films are the hardest things to review. But this one was so unique, there was a lot to talk about. So thank you for joining us on this quest. <laughs> and uh, Brian, where can I find you online? You can find me on the Twitter at bgill 12 You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies podcast newsletter. Richard, what about you? You can find me on all the social at Richard Barden. You can find me in the Viper area. Be a VIP of the show, $4 a month. That's a buck a week. You get four extra episodes a week and access to the Discord where you can chat with hundreds of other MAM fans like you and us. And I send recipes on there. I send... You know, music. Brian starts brackets. Mm-hmm. Kent just send, sends weird close-ups of his body and goes, "Guess what part mm-hmm. this is?" Which right. is weird, but yeah, it's Kent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not sexual at all. Just or is clear. it? I don't know. I mean, it's just knows, skin. I I hope it's right. a kneecap. Um, <laughs> there's no way to know. That's the thing is, there's no way to know. <laughs> so uh, heal up from those piranhas, Kent. Enjoy your honeymoon, and uh, we'll see all of you at the cinema. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. 
What is the boy to do? Now let me see if I understand the problem I think you said. Oh my. And maybe I'm often misconstrued, but babe, I'll never pull your leg. Mercy. Just don't know what to do because the fellas in Face. They're making me yeah, yeah. 